Hey, welcome to Artifice Episode 6, my interview with actor, producer, and casting director Yolanda Stang. Yolanda has appeared in over 50 feature films and 15 television shows, working alongside some of Hollywood's biggest stars, including Zac Efron, Danny Glover, Diane Keaton, and Elizabeth Moss. In 2015, Yolanda opened her own production company, Radical Hospitality, and her own casting agency, Stang Casting LLC. In this episode, Yolanda and I talk about dealing with bias in art, finding value in what is uniquely yours, staying committed to your artistic vision, and considering how your unique abilities can serve the greater good. All right, happy listening. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary, and sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. This episode of Artifice is brought to you by Let's Make Art. The team at Let's Make Art understands that not everybody has the time and space to create, so they make it easy by providing paints, paper, tutorials, and inspiration for watercolorists of all levels. As a professional musician, I'm always needing new inspiration and new ways to explore my creativity. Let's Make Art helps me set aside time each week to work with my eyes and hands and give my ears a little break so I can get back to music feeling refreshed and re-engaged. To join the Let's Make Art community, visit www.letsmakeart.com and use promo code ARTIFICE, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E, for 10% off brushes from now until May 1st. So, um, the conversation, like the, the kind of deal with this podcast and it's, it's new enough still that I'm kind of like figuring it out a little bit. But, um, but the thing that I really want to do is talk about kind of, um, all the things that surround this bizarre thing that we do as being professional artists. (laughs) And specifically, I'm really interested in like how we combine the thing so in order to create art you know and i'm for acting like maybe more than anything maybe acting in music i don't know so vulnerable right right so exposed but then also like really masked in some ways and really like i don't know like vacillating between like or oscillating oscillating between like uh the most exposed and like the most like covered um you're telling our secrets i know but it but it's like but it's everything like it happens in it it happens in like our marketing it happens in our branding it happens in like you know how what you decide to do in your headshots whatever all the things um so i think like for you since since i i imagine acting is like maybe more like more kind of contains this dichotomy than any other kind of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to start by just talking about um, for you and kind of like in your experience and based on like your taste, what is like, in your opinion, the pinnacle of like high art acting, like the stuff that you're just like, there's nothing 
better than that. And it could be like a school of thought or like a particular movie or a kind of, just so that I kind of have a reference point. Um, hands down, I would say, um, stage, stage acting, any stage acting, um, requires the craft of acting, not to say film doesn't, not to say that, um, but I, um, I remember hearing an artist once say that film is for them. Mm. stages for us the yeah. actor because you control your performance from beginning to end right and when you do film it's the best take and right. that take and is the bias to, like, of editing. the editor right. or director that has been I'm, directing I'm, you I'm so you could be you can be in a movie and think you're just giving your all and you, yeah. you you're giving this powerful performance you're laying it all on the table and it's on the cutting room floor. Right. So for me, every year, um, I do my best to get back on stage. Mm, cool. So this year, I'm fortunate enough to be working with Plan B Theater okay. in uh, down in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And they, um, what I love about them is they do original works from local playwrights. Cool. So this particular year, they are doing something called the Artist of Color. Sweet. And so all the writing is done by artists of color and then all the cast is a colored artist. Awesome. So it's been amazing. They're just like little 10 minute um, plays and stuff. So it's really opened some dialogue that I yeah. think hasn't been um, going on here. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty excited about it. That's I think awesome. It, yeah. For me, it's definitely, to go back to your question, definitely has to be stage, yeah. I would say. Okay. I want to talk more about that project a little bit later. Sure. Of course. Um, but so, okay. So when you're in that moment where you're kind of like, this is why I'm here, this is what it's about. In in that moment, what's the what's the balance of like vulnerability and veneer that you have in right then? Um, there is no me. Okay. There's no Yolanda staying, you know, there's no Facebook friend or Instagrammer sure. or any of those things. My focus is in that moment with that other actor or whatever it is that I need within that scene. So I don't really, um... And I tell my, I, I teach sometimes, and I tell students this all the time. When you when you perform something, and you kind of walk away, and you you're like, what What did I just do? Yeah. That to me, you've done what you were supposed to do because okay. you kind of yeah. don't remember you. You're so in that moment, right? Yeah. It's, okay. It's amazing. This is awesome. I'm I'm glad. I, w- I was thinking a lot about kind of like where to begin, and I'm glad we started here because. I, f- I felt like the answer to this question might kind of lead us out. Oh, okay. um, but, you know, I think one thing that's maybe different is that I think sometimes for musicians, because there's not like a character, it's kind of maybe more like finding some way to filter kind of yourself. And maybe there are elements of that in, in certain kinds of acting. But so if your goal is to kind of get to a place where like there's no you left, is that right? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Okay, so then I want to talk about like the complications that happen around like getting there because everything, oh, yeah. <laughs> everything before that moment is like, I imagine it's got to be like a really weird dance of like, this is who I am, but this is who I, I like. I can also I can disappear into this role. 
So, okay. So that, that helps me. So we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But let's go back. Um, and I'd love to know about, um, earlier in your life before you were doing professional work, um, like how did you get excited about acting and, and maybe also just about kind of art and creativity in general? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's so loaded. <laughs> I know it's, it's a huge question, but all of these things I feel like are big. Um, I, you know, I, I grew up, um, on the South side of Chicago. Cool. Like, so I grew up in a, in a world where, uh, I would be considered weird wanting to, you know, get into acting, television, things like that. Um, is that just because it, it, it just wasn't, you know, in, in those kind doing. of neighborhoods, people are just trying to survive, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like get food on the table, get the kids to school, do, you know, so dreaming like that wasn't something that, um, I could share yeah. with anyone. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't even get into acting until I was uh, like professionally and until I was in my, um, late twenties cool. and, and moving to Utah. Uh, this cool. is, this is where I started. Back then, um, I think you kind of, I grew up in a, in a family of union workers. Cool. So you, your whole thing was to get a job, right. get the gold watch, get the pension. And that was the trail that you wanted to be on. And I wanted to do something different. And I remember my parents, uh, wanting to move to California. And I, I found like a three year calendar because they said in three years, we're going to move. Yeah. And I somehow found this three year calendar wow. and every year, you know, I'd oh we're going to move to California and I'm going to get on TV and I'm yeah. going to do all this stuff. And I moved to California and I panicked. <laughs> okay. Wait, when was, when did you move to California? So this how, how was like, in my, I was like 14 years 14. old, 14. Okay. So, so you were, you had this dream before then, where, like, where did it come from? I mean, especially if it wasn't something you were seeing, you know, around with, you know, your friends or your siblings, like what, what was it? Where did it come from? Kindergarten. I know this sounds absolutely crazy, but no, I remember I, yeah. in kindergarten, uh, actually, no, it was before kindergarten. It's like you went to preschool and then you got ready for kindergarten. And I remember, um, my teacher putting on a, like a little play and I got chosen to play the teacher yeah, cool. and I was going to be teaching all the other kids <laughs> And to this day, I can still hear that applause. Really, and that's where I think I was like, "This is this is this where is I'm something some, where yeah. I'm supposed to be." And I did things like dancing, and you know, I did a you know a little bit of voice work, you know, singing and stuff yeah. like that. But it was never as great as acting yeah. was. How I could just slide right in, yeah, and was so cool that I could live in someone else's shoes for a minute, yeah, and everyone accepted this mm -hmm. playground that I was on. And so, yeah. yeah, I would say it went as far back as that. And then of course, you know, life creates fears when you, you know, you come Definitely. from that era, you know, from that area and then you sort of get out there and there were just so many other things that I felt like people, I didn't have the support. Yeah. And I, and I, it took me a really long time in my life period to realize that you don't need other people's yeah. support to do what yeah. you love. But totally. I always kind of felt like I had this need to, to, 
whatever I did, it had to be for people and sure. and not be selfish. Yeah. Where now I'm like, okay, it, it actually, you kind of need to be a little bit selfish mm-hmm. in order to actually do it. Yeah. I think this is really relatable. And, you know, I, I'm interested in kind of a lot of things, which is why, you know, each individual person I'm talking to, I'm trying to kind of figure out how do we get to like the meat of like what this is going to be for you and kind of for the conversation the two of us are having. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, Again, with this idea of like, who are you versus what you do and how much of you is in your art. And, you know, I think it it comes back to this idea, like you're saying, of like that applause is something um, and kind of feeling like maybe you had an opportunity to explore there in a way that you were kind of getting. Um, and I think lots of times when when people, you know, like the public or our students or, you know, the people that we mentor or whoever when they see where you are now, it's maybe hard to imagine kind of how you got there. Um, so that's why I, I like to kind of think back to like, where did that, where did that like spark come from? Um, yeah. Okay. So you're, so you're, you're chasing that feeling, Mm -hmm. which is the, the feeling is like you said, sliding into like a playground, right. Kind of Mm -hmm. a different sort of a thing. Is there anything else you want to say about like what, that is um I would it's kind of hard to explain because in a in a weird sort of way it's kind of spiritual sure you're sort of um in this moment of completeness I you know I I don't know I don't I've never done drugs so I don't know but I'm assuming (laughs) I'm like it might be kind of like that where you're you're just I don't, it's like an outer body experience yeah. if, if it's done right. It's so funny when I was driving here, I started thinking about, you know, cause I do these, I have done a couple podcasts yeah. and people are, will ask me these certain questions and I started running some of them through my head. And one of them was like, you know, how do you know you've accomplished? How do you know you've, mm. you've done something? And I think one of the biggest things that I, I'm kind of don't do is like reward myself a little mm. bit and like go, Hey, you know what? You've come a long way. Cause I, you know, I'll do something like this and I'm sure. like, wow, I'm talking about kindergarten and yeah. I actually do get a check and you know, every yeah. day for yeah, yeah, yeah. the work that I've done. And you know, I'll, I'll say something like, I want to leave something. I want to do a movie where I leave something behind that people will watch for generations and generations. Yeah. And then I realize, Oh my gosh, I've already done yeah. that yeah that's it just cool. doesn't look the way you think it's supposed it never to does. look right it never does and I think that's the biggest thing or the hardest thing for us to sort of acknowledge yeah but it really it's in that like when you're in that moment that that's the goodies that's yeah, you know totally. when I'm actually doing yeah. the work yeah I think I'm I'm just so curious I and I imagine the different actors would have different responses but you know, if, if it's kind of like you get to explore different parts of yourself or like you said, you really, it's like the kind of total absence of like that external, you know, I don't know, something. So, uh, yeah, because here's the deal. There's different styles of acting, right? Like some, there's some actors we, we call it, uh, you know, technical versus like Meisner style okay. method acting. Yeah. So it's two very different styles of acting where the method style is is 
yourself. Right. You are finding yourself within that role where sometimes the the more technical is really just getting it done. You you okay. figured out a way to say the lines in a way where you don't have to give of yourself. Okay. And that's kind of that's that's where it is for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. That that's helpful to me. Yeah. Okay, so you you move out to California when you're 14. Mm-hmm. And then and then you got scared. Is that right? Or I feel like you were about to say like something yeah, like I think I got a little like Overwhelmed. Scared, overwhelmed. It's funny because of what we're going through now <laughs> in like looking at Hollywood and what's happening now. It's yeah. almost like I feel like I had like a premonition that yeah. I wasn't that type of person sure. that could hang in Hollywood at okay. that time. I would love to hear about that. So um meaning um I would I I would start to see things moving to California. Mm-hmm. I started to see things that I wasn't willing to compromise with sure. or I always wanted my work to be genuine and to be right. my own, you know, to just, I wasn't will, willing to say, sell my soul. Yeah. I guess that is the best way. Totally. And I had seen a couple, you know, I'd seen a little bit of that, seen some people who had done really well in Hollywood just to be spit out and never, yeah. you know, to be anything done again. And so I actually went on and, uh, my, my second love was traveling. So I became a flight attendant. Sweet. And, um, well, oddly before that, uh, I got done with high school and I was fascinated with Germany and went to live in Germany for a year. Cool. Then coming back from that, that's actually when I started to become cool. a uh, work in the airlines. And so I'm like way back there, worked for Pan Am and Sweet. worked for United and, and did a lot of that. And I'm so happy I did that because yeah. it gave me a pr- an appreciation, something that I think if I would have been in that Hollywood bubble, I wouldn't have gotten to see how yeah. people really live and are right does that make sense yeah, absolutely. it would have been I would have been sheltered within that yeah and so I'm very proud of all this time that I've gotten to spend in different cultures yeah and around different people and yeah. having um, a better understanding of what it means to be a human being sure so I think that's kind of like I'm doing I think I'm like I'm I'm all around it and not getting in it but yeah I I, I like I said I feel like there are some crossroads with or crossover with how musicians deal with their careers. But like, if your goal is to disappear into a role, but you haven't like experienced much or you don't know who you are, or maybe in order to get that thing where you have to go into the role, you have to like kind of pose or posture in a way to even get in the right room. You know, so I I feel like that's what I'm hearing you saying. Like, you know, you saw things happening in Hollywood that you were like, I don't belong in that. Um, and how weird it is that like that's the stuff that's kind of gatekeeping to like the thing you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it's still happening. Yeah. You know, I went to a conference just recently where um, these are all the gatekeepers of Hollywood. These are the people who decide what movies get distributed, what movies get picked up and sold and things like that. And I asked the question because I believe this is a really good question. We have all of a sudden in the world of entertainment, in almost everything, we're saying, okay, we're going to be inclusives. We're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, we're going to, we're going to deal with diversity and we're going to, we're going to have everybody come in. Right. But we've put this, this thing out here right now. How is it that for hundreds of years we've been doing this yeah. now, all of a sudden you don't have that bias anymore. Mm. You still like, how are yeah. you? So I asked the question as 
panelists and people who buy these type of films, how are you working to get past your own bias? Sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, my question never got answered. So that was pretty sad. And it wasn't about like calling anybody out or anything like that. It's just we have our biases that we've been living with for so long. And what do you do to move past that? You know? Yeah. What do you think? What? You know, for me, it's it's sitting and honestly listening yeah. to somebody who I may not have a lot in common with, mm. but I will ask the question, you know, I see people get upset about things that to me really don't affect them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it might be something yeah. way, way out there. Sure. So to me, I'm always, you know, how does that affect you as an individual and why would you give something so much energy? Mm-hmm. Why, why is this thing so important that you're giving it so much energy? And if so, why aren't you taking action Yeah. as opposed to just speaking about it? Sure. So yeah. it's just, it's one of those where I'm, I, I feel like there was always these, there's in anything it, things become clicky and right. and somebody decides that you can do this. That's Even why I just love genre right now. is yeah. like. I, I mean, I again, I feel like there are these crossovers, but it's not the same. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was like saying even right now we have a you know everything is so open. Yeah, you're able to control your own content, and the only person to stop you or the people to stop you is a mass public. You know what it right. says? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. But you ha- you can. There's no individual gatekeeper individual studio or person or anything you're able to create and hopefully people latch on to it it's the time of the independent artist that's true i'm so excited for that so as you're talking i'm kind of thinking you know how this kind of relates to my business and like one example that i'm thinking of is sometimes and I, i i'm sure this happens in in acting and film too um we have this kind of glamour around this idea of like the starving artist, or there's this certain type of idea of like what you need to look like, what kind of clothes you need to wear, um, what kind of, you know, food you need to eat, um, all of these things. And, and it really has maybe nothing at all directly to do with like the, your skill set or the, you know, your creative potential. Um, but sometimes it's almost like those things are more important than like the actual thing. So as you're talking about people, you know, kind of making a decision to like get rid of their bias, it's like, well, you have that bias though. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, Is I that what you're saying? So, so as we're being curious about, you know, we, we, it's not enough to just say like, well, I don't have this bias. You have to root it out. Is, is that what you mean? Absolutely. I'll, the biggest Hollywood secret. The Let's biggest hear it. secret. I'm ready. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. So it's all, you know, I was just having this conversation because somebody was saying, um, we define women by their hair color, you mm. know. It's a blonde, redhead, or brunette. Yeah. And we can't have two blondes in a movie, and we yes. can't have two brunettes, you know, and, we, and the redhead has to stay fiery. She can't be the sweet one. And and I thought, that's just laziness. Yeah. That's absolute laziness. Yeah. And looking at the craft, looking at someone's craft, I think is way more important. And people are tired. I think the general public are just tired of trying to live up to standards yeah. that 
are impossible. Yeah. They're impossible. People don't look like what they, what they're, yeah. yeah what, what we're showing them. That's why I love um, working or being in Britain and watching their television and watching what they do because the people look like the same people I go to the Seven Eleven mm. with, or I go yeah. to, you know, and we are just, I think, it, it messes with our mind. I tell my son all the time, your biggest commodity, commodity, the thing that everyone wants more than anything is your mind, right? Your opinion, your mind, they want you on their side. So one of the most important things for you to make a decision on your own yeah. with whatever way that you do that, it, but it needs to be your own. Yeah. And I really believe that we, we keep putting these things out there in Hollywood and, or regardless of what we're doing, we keep putting them out there and we think that it's not doing damage, but it actually is. I totally agree with you. It's doing a lot of damage to people, even social media. You know, we get on there, I see kids on there and they can't survive if they don't get a certain amount of likes and and Mm -hmm. things like that. And, and really sometimes just, (laughs) you know, we make fun of Lady Gaga, but really what happened to just one person? Yeah. Believing in you. That's sometimes that's just enough. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing we want, you know, as artists, maybe, but just as people is to like be seen and understood and valued and appreciated for kind of the things that are unique. But I think sometimes we get stuck thinking that like in order to be seen, we have to like go into like the right kind of box or look like everyone else and it's really a conflict I think yeah because who's creating this box and I imagine that that's I mean that box is intense in music and I'm sure it's intense in in acting Mm -hmm. um you know trying to decide like well you know which genre should I market myself in or like which type of role do I you know in order to get any do I need to like limit or should should I broaden um So when you were in California and still having like, I'm trying to think of what I want to ask, how, how did it feel as you were kind of making the decision? Like, I think you alluded to it, but like, how did it kind of feel or affect you to like realize that it just wasn't the right game or something? Um, Honestly, it was the way I was spoken to. Okay. Um, I had gone on a couple of auditions there and I didn't like the fact that um, my body parts were talked about openly. And I was young. Um, I was... Like at 16 or something? uh, I I think like 18. I think I was just... I left at 18, so it must have been like 17, 18, somewhere yeah. close to that. Old enough to go on my own. Mm. Um, had uh, also auditioned for uh, to be a professional te- uh, cheerleader for a professional sports team. And um, I just had run into a couple of people, and yeah. I just thought, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, I can't... I, I can't hold my tongue yeah. <laughs> very well. And... Um, I won't be um, treated that way. Yeah. So it happened pretty fast um, for me, and then I and that's when I just made the decision that, you know, traveling, seeing the world, yeah. 
kind of gave me the idea that I would be able to bring something back. Yeah. So I think in my mind, I always knew that I would be a mature artist yeah. as opposed to a younger artist. Not, not, you know, I, I think it's great, you know, at that age, but I also, if, if you look at our history of young artists in our country, the, the road is always the same. Mm-hmm. Big, big fame, major, major drop, big decline, yeah. big decline, left alone, tossed out to dry yeah. and, you know, very difficult to keep you know, yeah. uh, a life, a lifestyle. I'm impressed by this story. To. I feel, cause I think you're right. I think, I think most people, you know, have this drive. They, they feel kind of pure and sort of magical about like wanting to be involved in these, in these, these big things and kind of those big feelings. Um, and I think it can be so tempting to like kind of make compromises and that's, I'm I'm really impressed that like as as a young t- you know as a teenager yeah. you kind of had the presence of mind to think like this doesn't go well like the like this is not the time and this is not the place. So you 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 were doing other things and then what happened? How did you get kind of back in? So I you know um after flying and everything I I came to Utah with my ex-husband and we, when our relationship was falling apart, which like life does, you're especially you're, you know, you're married and you're like, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. And I remember the only argument that I had with him, (laughs) the most passionate one I'd ever had. I just wanted to take an acting class Mm. and he didn't want that. Mm. He really was upset about that. Didn't want that which pushed me to want it more, I think, at that particular time. I literally opened up the City Weekly here, and this guy had taken out a full-page ad for his acting class. Wow. And I said, I got to go do that. You know, these. How old were you? At this point, oh, my gosh, my son was three, so 30, yeah, late 20s, early 30s. Late 20s, early early 30s. 30s, yeah. So, um. See, that's the other thing about artists. We stop counting our age. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I I saw this ad. And the funniest part is when I told him this story, he said, you know what? You're the only person I know that's come to my class because of that ad. It was like, I took it wow. out just for you. Wow. Yeah. So I started in the class. I I, I had was very serious about acting. Had yeah. read every book I could get my hands on. Yeah, so you'd I, been hungry this whole time. Oh, yeah. I've been hungry about it. Read every book. And I had a plan. I was going to train for a year and then I would look for an agent yeah. and I would do all the, wow. got in the class and about a month or so later, wonderful um, woman came in, Katrina McGregor with her assistant, Jeff Johnson. They saw me and said, Oh no, you got to get an agent. Now. You got to, yeah. you got to get things wow. going. You know, Jeff is now the one of, or the biggest casting director in the state of Utah. Wow. Katrine has gone on to do tons of work internationally. So I, I'm so grateful to both of them because at that time I just thought there was a certain, you know, a certain road I was supposed to take. And yeah. sometimes that road just says, no, we need you over That's here. So and they were, they were very instrumental in that. Um, What do you, what, like to the best of kind of your, your knowledge, what was it that they saw in you um, or about you or what? I think I was really different than everyone here. Yeah. Um, I still am. I still a lot of times feel like an alien in my own homeland. Uh, I have very different views than most people. 
I've I've been accused of being a Buddha. <laughs> my family, <laughs> my fam, my my uncle calls me. I grew up with the nickname Yogi, and so my uncle calls me Yoda now. <laughs> He's like, "You're very weird the way you just don't." You know, if I get upset, it's a it's a big thing. Um, yeah. So I think it's just I. I was really, I was different. I yeah, was worldly. Right. I was, yeah. I had a better understanding of life and, you know, I was a little yeah. older than everyone else yeah. in the class. Um, and really my, my coach at that time was interesting. He had a philosophy in class where he sort of broke people down. Mm. Um, so there was not, not harsh name calling, but it was definitely getting people out of their yeah. ego, per sure. se, yeah. where I was the type to get me to do anything. He would just say, I believe in you. And I, I, I could do whatever he wanted me yeah. to do. And so my style was really different. Mm. Uh, I, I noticed right away from everyone else in the class, all I needed was that encouragement that, yeah, yeah. you can do this. And and I went on from there, uh, got a, a really great agent. I'm still with my agency that I, you know, wow. I, I started with here. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough to get out to L.A., I've done some work there. I've been fortunate enough that I've been in spaces where I've gone on an audition and the part is not me. It's not mm. right for me or anything like that. And God bless him. John Lyde was the first one. He's a local director here. John Lyde was the first person. And he sat with me and he said, I have something for you. Your character's not even written in the in the book or the movie, but I want you yeah. to do this part. And we all kind of laugh. It's like three years, dude. Yeah, right. You're gonna you're gonna do this. And three years to the date, he wow. called me and I did the classic, um, a classic Christmas movie called Christmas Oranges that to this day, every year around Christmas time, I get someone contacting me, calling wow. me, telling me how great and how much wow. they love that movie. So that's like that's what it's about. You yeah. know, you leave a legacy that, right. you know, my, I hope my grandkids watch that movie when, yeah. when they're younger. And sure. that's the beauty of art is that it just, it lives on and you, you've given a piece of yourself in history. You yeah. Know? And I love that. Totally. And I, I'm, I'm excited too about like, man, I, I mean, I'm just meeting you today. So this is kind of, this is landing on me fresh. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you left California partly because you were like I don't I'm different, and then that's like of, you know of course it's the <laughs> whole reason that you're successful here. Yeah. Um. Not that you wouldn't be. You know. I I think I just I think what I I think what I'm excited about in this story is just. You know when we're when we're talking to younger artists, um. I think, that is such a hard lesson to, to teach or to tell. Um, and I'm sure, you know, sometimes it's the opposite way and yeah. the, you know, yeah, the things that, that make you unique are maybe sometimes the things that keep you out. Um, but do you have like, do you have any sort of like thoughts or advice on this idea of like maybe how you make the decision or how you'd advise someone to make a decision about like, how they kind of differentiate themselves or like, you know, just, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, first off, I always tell my students, you wake up with you. Yeah. So you better like you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's number one. And I, 
but in the same token, we do experiment. We try new things. Yeah. We, we get to change our minds. Um, and I think, I think you, you, you definitely should do that. I think it's really about, I, I don't know about other forms of art, but acting really puts you in a realm of where you're constantly asking questions. You're like a detective. Mm. Why, why do I brush my teeth that way? Why yeah. do I comb my hair? Why do I, why do I start on the right instead of the left when I comb mm. my hair? You're constantly evaluating yourself. And yeah. I think that's why I love the craft so much, or, or I can find that spiritual part because you yeah. never, you know, once you figure out who you are, guess what? You get to switch that up. Yeah. You get, to, I, you get to change that. I want to know more about that. Like yeah. what, what is, yeah. What is like, how, how does that intersection happen between like the better, you know, yourself, the more you can be, you can kind of let it go or like, I want to understand that better. I think when you get into a realm of it being taken away from you, when I moved uh, to Utah, it was a very, very different style. It still is a very different style of living, the way people mm. behave and and all of that. And and I found that people were actually telling me how I should yeah. and shouldn't behave. And I think I tried for a long, long time. That only leads to nervous breakdowns. Yeah. That only leads to... So I think... I'm grateful for those people now. I can honestly sit and say, I'm so grateful for the people who tried to mold me, tried to tell me what I should and shouldn't do. I'm grateful because if they hadn't, I wouldn't have found this gem mm -hmm. of being who I actually am. I feel am. that way too. I have, I have maybe a similar experience with that. I'm also not from here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Because we do, we want to be part of the tribe. We want to, we want people to accept us and like us and love us and all that kind of stuff. And, but then when you realize everybody is faking it to their mm -hmm. make it, everyone's doing that, you actually stand out because you're not faking it. You're saying, hey, like I'm really, really big on accountability. I'll, if yeah. you hear I said or did something, ask me first because I'll be the first one to tell you yeah. whether it's true or not or, or any of that. And I need to be that way because that helps me look at myself in yeah. the mirror every day. So I think you have an opportunity to to take who you are, be the best person you can be within the realms of what is happening around you. Mm -hmm. Like I don't what I've learned with myself in this instance is I don't have to champion. I don't have to open my mouth every time someone yeah. <laughs> says something that I find ridiculous yeah. or is not my thing yeah. or whatever. I don't have to comment on it. I don't have to jump in that pool. Yeah. So I think that, that helps a lot. That comes with age. That's why, you know, I say as an older artist, I can you understand definitely that. had some of it as a young person. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I'm I think, really, that's... yeah, I think I did. Um, my mother was great at talking to me about my body, who I am as a person, um, and that it belonged to me. Yeah. And now granted, I can't do anything about what people say or think. Yeah. And, um, but I knew in that moment it didn't feel good. Yeah. And it made me not want to be a part, like if yeah. that's what I had to go to go through to get to the next realm, 
I wasn't willing to pay that ticket. Yeah. I, I just it wasn't. It just wasn't in your yeah. integrity and it wasn't in no, your... No, no. And yeah. it's still... And it, even today, there are things that I... Or situations that I get into that I just, you know, I know who I am as a as a person. I mean, I'm 48 years old now, so I better I better have a, mm. gro- good, a pretty good idea. And I see things happening around me and I literally know when to back out. My husband's yeah. like, you are amazing because yeah. I'm the girl that somehow leaves just before the fight breaks yeah. out. I'm the girl that somehow, you know, parking, she moves out of the parking <laughs> spot just as yeah. the, the animal, you know, falls down. It's like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't know how I do it either, it's a, it's but he's like, you are you. so good at yeah. that. Like you're so good at leaving when you need to leave. And I yeah. just, it's an energy. It's something yeah. I feel and I gotta, I gotta get out of that yeah. space. I and I don't know if that's teachable. Sure. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think it still comes back from an artist is constantly asking questions, yeah. constantly looking at the world and saying, "Why is that that way?" I, I get fearful for some people. I'll, I'll have some students where their um, religious beliefs have gotten them in a space where everything is answered. Mm-hmm. So, or, or they're taught not to question, I guess. Yes. And so when I ask them to question, it's all, it's, it's almost so explosive to them mm-hmm. and such a vulnerable space to them. And I'm yeah. trying to I try to get them to understand that that vulnerability that you feel right now, that's what an artist that's is. The thing. Yeah. That's no, what, I that's why we watch more who we watch and why we like what we like is because they're giving us that piece of themselves yeah. that it's that trust. It's that trust. And I'm, they're mm-hmm. trusting you to, to give that. So yeah, I, I really relate to that. Um, I, I teach at BYU. I've been teaching at BYU for four years and I just put in my notice. Cause I'm like, I, um, I really no. it's, 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 it's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking a little bit, but, um, but I really relate to what you're saying. And I think, um, I just, yeah, I don't even know how to have this conversation about art and what creativity is if we can't, if we think we have all the answers. You just, you can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. It's why you end up seeing so much regurgitation of work. It's it's just, it's just, I'm going to change the players, but it's the same same story. It's It's the the same same story. It's the same script. And and it could be so like I teach my students, it's it's so simple. It's the simplest questions, you know. Yeah. You know, we well, I sat with a group of women, it was so funny, and one of them was we were chopping up a salad. And she chopped the end of the cucumber and then she'd rub the cucumber, the end of the cucumber. Huh. And we all said, What what, what are you doing? Why <laughs> do you do that? And she stopped for a minute and thought and she goes, Oh, because my mother did. Yeah. Okay. Well, why did your mother do it? I don't know. Wow. I don't know why she did. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. those are the kind of things. And then you then guess what? Nice conversation with her mom mm-hmm. about, yeah. and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, this, something. Is, this is something too that I, I've been, I mean, I, I'm 30, I'm turning 31 this year. Uh, but I feel like curiosity is like most of it. Oh yeah. And I, and I still have, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's how do you know where you are in your, in your life in terms of peaks and valleys and growth and whatever. But I, but I feel when I'm working with my students and when I'm kind of, when, you know, whatever I'm doing, I, it always comes back to that for me too. Like that kind of that curiosity. And, And maybe I'm, maybe I'm not asking myself, why do I brush my teeth this way? 
or why am I doing this with a cucumber? But like, where did this interest come from? Or like, why is that person that way? Or like, you know, just, and I think that that was kind of with me when I was new, like a new little baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I teach that one either, but, but I do, I do feel like driven by that. And it sounds like you feel that way too. Oh yeah. Um, do you think that all artists are driven by curiosity or do you think that's maybe like a Yolanda thing and an Emily thing and some of us? Mm. I come up against that question a lot as I'm working with my students because I, if I feel that spark missing, then I sometimes I think like, well, I don't know what to tell you because if it were me, I'd find that path by just, you know. Yeah, but you know, I don't know, I've always, you know, I, I used to say this all the time. I don't, I can see myself doing this at 80, 90, 100 years old. I, I the, the, the journey is so interesting and cool. There's no one way. I, I would say, I think every artist has that moment mm. because some of us are just naturally talent, talented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then what is past that? Mm. At a certain point, you know, you've got to, yeah, you can do it and all that, but then where is the passion? Or you're going to burn out. Yeah. So I feel like, um, yeah, I wouldn't say all you know artists are like that. I just think each artist goes through that for a little mm -hmm. bit in mm -hmm. their mind. Because when I started, you know, I was quote unquote like a natural. People yeah, okay. would say you're a natural. Yeah. Um, because I was a little fearless with it, I guess. And I see a lot of people do that. And then they, you know, but then if you're a natural, then there's nowhere, yeah. you know, you, you start to, where do you keep, right. you got to keep pushing. Right. So what's past that? What's past being a natural? What's past working, you know, working yeah. hard to get to that next level? So yeah, I, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would be, everyone would go through that yeah. at some point. I mean, I'll tell you like, so I've done, this is my eighth interview, I think. Mm -hmm. I've talked to like a fashion designer and a chef oh, and a couple of musicians and a, um, a photographer and a choreographer and, you know, a lot of, a lot of different, and people do not answer these questions the same way as each other. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I am a little surprised at like the extent, which is why I'm kind of thinking like, I need to know a little bit about someone like, I don't just mean like your bio, but like how you feel about this right. to even know what questions to ask, because it's so clear to me that we all have thoughts and opinions about what it is that we're doing, why we're doing it, how we got good at it, how we stay good at it. Um, and I think we all kind of feel like, well, yeah, this is the thing, but then everybody's different, you know, everybody's doing different stuff. So that's why, that's why I was wondering if you kind of if you feel like that kind of curiosity is, is just, is yours, or if you think that's a constant, I'm just curious. Um, okay. So let's talk about like, so after you started getting your first, your first work, um, how, or, or tell me about kind of the transition between like just starting out getting, getting paid work as an actor and transitioning into full-time? Oh. Um, well, my first role was the irate shopper on, <laughs> um, uh, oh, my goodness, Touched by an Angel. <laughs> it was wow. totally flat in my head. Um, it was on Touched by an Angel. And 
It's funny. I I felt guilty. Hmm. I felt guilty for getting a paycheck for doing something I absolutely loved. Wow. So I had to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> that I was, think that's relatable. I mean, yeah. I think that's really common. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of, and then you get these things called residuals. So still yeah. to this day, I'm still <laughs> getting paid for that episode. So it was a little bit of that, like, mm. you know, what, and, and I'm still, I'm still yeah. kind of going through that as a, as an adult. Um, and I was the type of actor who, um, you asked me to show up, I showed up. Yeah. That's, that's just the way I, I was, you know, um, you know, if it was something for free, you know, if somebody needed help, yes, I was right there with you. Um, but at a certain point you, you do realize like, uh, I want more. I want to get more out of this. And I, um, now I, I filter things out a little bit more cause yeah. I am, I'm just, I'm just hands down busy. The You're bottom busy. line, yeah. I have a lot of stuff going on and I'm, I try really hard to stay on my own track cause it's real easy to get, you know, uh, lose focus. Well, especially when you're in a business that's so like non-linear. Yes. It's really hard to know, to kind of learn how to say no when like you, you might be saying no to something great or to say yes to something that might end up being bad. You know, yeah. you just don't know. So kind of learning to like trust your gut or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and weighing out all the pros and cons, you know, pros yeah. and cons of doing something now right. it's, you know, I have right now my focus is producing. So, um, my goal is Sweet. to produce five, five short or proof of concept, uh, type of movies and television shows. And it, I've been trying to do this for two years now where I've just been out there meeting people and trying to find, you know, what they say, find your tribe, you yeah. know, find the people that's going to be good for you to work with. And, and, and it's been difficult. It's been mm-hmm. very, very difficult because I have a very, um, I, I can work well with people, But I also know, but I also know when something's right and something's wrong. Sure. And I know from my perspective, I know the the craft and understand what acting is and what needs to be done in that realm. And then with the producing, I've worked really hard, worked with mentors, read a lot of books, followed people, done everything I could. And so granted, I don't have a lot of hands on, Mm. I know when something's wrong and I'm not someone to keep her mouth. Like I said before, I'm not someone to keep her mouth shut. So I'm going to let you know, you know, you're going to get in trouble down the road with this particular thing. And not a lot of people like that. They're not very open to that, especially in the creative world, because when Mm. we create something, it's personal. It's precious. It's precious and it's personal. And if you say something about that creation, then guess Mm -hmm. what? You're saying something about that person. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn um, better ways of doing that at first. Um, Of being that person who's Of being that person that says, you know, because you go, you know, you I find it fascinating with the colleges because I, I've done some college. I didn't graduate. I went to the U for a while. and um, But I've gone back and I've done talks at UVU, BYU, um, University of Utah, back home at, at Santa Ana uh, Junior College. And I, what I find very interesting is all these, there's people in these schools 
without an understanding of the business. They mm-hmm. learned so much about the craft and the and the theory and all of that, but they have no clue what the how the business runs. You know, you ask somebody who's a filmmaker, ask them, how does film make money? Yeah. Not a lot the of same people thing know. happens in music. And, the, yeah. and again, that's another reason why I'm leaving the university because I feel like I can use my voice and my experience in a in a better, more teachable way. Yeah. And I see it yeah. really sad with the actor because or the the person that's been taking the directing classes or they were the star actor in the in the university setting and they come out and it's like, oh, wait, everyone doesn't love. I'm not I'm immediately mm-hmm. going to get mm-hmm. this. And it's like, dude, you, you live the tiniest. Yeah, little pond. you've been in this little bubble. You know, we're accused of that all the time. Being in Utah, people will say to me, oh, it, like straight to my face. And I always think it's funny. Oh, she stays because she can be a big fish in yeah. a little pond. I know. About I'm that like, one. Um, yeah. honey, you have no idea. I go to London. I go to yeah. Atlanta. I go to Chicago. I go to LA. I go to everywhere to network with the right kind of people to do things and create the kind of content I want to do. Yeah. So no, I'm not in a, you don't see me all the time. You don't yeah. know. This is just where my hat lays. This is just where my house is. And yeah, yeah. This, this is, is where my hat lays. And then yeah. these are the people have, who have seen me be in this industry for 20 years. So yeah, it's easy. I can call. Yeah. Granted, I'm an 80% direct booker, I, yeah. which means I don't really audition. I have people call, sure. would you come and do this project? Cool. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. We're done. And I'm proud of that, but I yeah. worked really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've, it's funny because I have, I'll have students. I, well, I just want to do that. Mm. Dude, it took yeah, me twenty you years. Can't just do it that. doesn't just go that way. I have a question about that. So I think this again is this like when I was talking about like the starving artist thing. Mm-hmm. This this thing that happens when you aren't living in L.A. or New York or wherever. Um, it does, it affects these kind of reputation things and it maybe doesn't affect in a big enough way that you're not, I mean, you're getting the work and you're doing the thing, but, um, how does that feel to you? Like, does, does that, I mean, it obviously bothers you to some extent, but, um, yeah, I think I, I think I'd, I'd like to know, like, how does that affect you? Kind of that disconnect between like what you know you're doing and what, you know, it look, it maybe looks to some people like you're doing. Um, I feel like that's really hard for a lot of people. I think, you know what I know it is because I got trapped in it for a little bit about, uh, what people wanted, uh, what it, what it should look like. Even accepting the fact I, I had somebody call me once, sit down, ask me a bunch of questions about the industry, wanted my help. And by the end of the conversation said to me, well, that all works for you because you're African American in this in this community. So I'm sure all that works for you, but oh it won't gosh. work for me. And I thought, it's so dismissive. wow, it very very dismissive. Um, me and this person doesn't even like. I'm glad they did it because it now shows me who they truly are. Mm. But that's not true. No, that's so not true. I am the person who shows up on time. I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I don't mess around. I'm reliable. Yeah. I treat acting you like are, I would treat yeah. any other job on the planet. Yeah. You know, I show up. I, I, I'm the last, you know, when I'm producing, I'm the first one to arrive, last one to leave. 
I work really hard and to have someone dismiss it just because of the color of my skin is really disheartening. But it just, like I say, it just lets me know um, people think I can't control that. I cannot control what someone thinks or doesn't think or know what they don't know. All I can do is live by the best example that I I can. Um, I will say I, as I get older and older in this profession, I start to sort of protect myself from others in the industry, Mm -hmm. uh, especially on the acting, because I, as as you start to work on the other side of the camera, your your knowledge is is just expansive of how yeah. something comes together. Mm-hmm. And so when you see the actor that comes out and they're, you know, they're upset that they're not getting paid this amount of money or they're not, they don't have this weird little licorice or something on set, whatever mm-hmm. the, their issues are, what they don't realize is that there's that one producer who got the idea who went out and they knocked doors and they begged their families mm-hmm. and they groveled in front of people they didn't even want to grovel in front of to get the money to make that project. Yeah. And here you come in blowing in, yeah, like, believing that everything yeah. belongs to you yeah. and everything should be yours and that the producer is taking all, you know, I've heard actors say, well, they're making so much money. Do you know most producers make no money? They do. I, I don't make any money. I'm giving my money mm. to make yeah. this project happen. And there's nothing more irritating than to see an actor come on and act like the whole world revolves around yeah. me. I can honestly tell you right now, as I watch Hollywood, if there's one attitude that's going to be gone, it's that. Mm. I think people, because there's so much content being made, yeah. and the more and more I go out to Atlanta and all these, if you remotely act like that, no you are yeah. gone. You are gone. Those think, those days are gone. I think gone. music is moving that way too. Yeah, there's it, just, it really is. There's enough is. talent that we want, like, health and respect too. Yeah. We want, yeah. we want to sleep at night. We want to yeah. know our team is a team. Yeah, definitely. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to be there, guess what? There's 50, 60, 70, 80, a hundred yeah. other people wanting that spot. Yeah. So leave. You are yeah. not, you are not that special. Well, and I think the reverse <laughs> is true too. Like, you know, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, young people who are, who are, who are young artists. And, and I mean, I think I mean people who, ha- who like haven't had paid work yet, mm-hmm. um, can look at, can look at people who are getting paid, um, and kind of think, well, I'm not, I'm not special enough, but neither is true. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. the people that are getting the job think they get to act like they're special and like, uh, no. And also like, but yeah, the other thing is also not right, which I think is kind of the point of all of, of this conversation I want to have, which is just like, we're people, if there's anything special, it's that we're like, we're, we're just doing it, Mm -hmm. just figuring it out, moving through it. When you have things like, you know, people are dismissive of you. People don't acknowledge the work that you're doing. They don't appreciate you. Maybe, you know, that moves through you that moves, you know, however, and then you keep doing your thing. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the beauty of being an artist is that the fact that you, no one can truly take it away from you unless you give it to yeah, them. Yeah, that's, I think no that's one, true. No one and can. And no one can give it to you either. Either. They can't. Yeah. No one can give it to you. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. We live in a, 
in a world where, and I see it more with the younger artists where they come out and they really think it's, um, luck. Yeah. Uh, it's not luck. Yeah. It's, it's nurturing these relationships for years and years and years and being top of mind of somebody. I'm also in real estate and I think it's interesting how much the two parallel each other mm-hmm. because in real estate, you have to stay top of mind. People have tons of realtors they can go to and all of that, but you have to create real genuine relationships yeah. Because people buy a house maybe once, twice in their lifetime. Yeah. So you you, you don't have room to try yeah. to finagle them. Right. You know, I see some of these young girls and they come out and they got a whip from this room, that room, and they're running all around trying to make all these connections. But find those people that nurture you, understand, help you to grow, move up with them. Yeah, yeah some people are going to fall off. Everybody does. You know, people yeah. get the idea of being in this industry and the idea sounds amazing. And then it's like, oh, it's actual hard work. Yeah, It's why when you watch a, or an award show or something and someone says, oh my gosh, I never thought I'd really be here. Yeah. Why? Because yeah, they've been working their butt off, but they never thought they'd be there. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you, you know, we all compromise with ourselves, you know. Yeah. Oh, as long as I'm working, I'm good or yeah. you know, if I make it on this show, then I've made it mm-hmm. or whatever that might be. But the bottom line is is we're all shocked when we actually mm-hmm. get to that space that we never knew we were going to be. Totally. Yes. I I wish we would all just say that out loud all the time because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean if I knew that it was going to like work out or whatever, and again, I'm, I'm 30. So like there's plenty of working out to be done in the future. I, I didn't make these decisions or go through, you know, this wrestling and all these things. Cause I knew it was going to work out. I didn't know, no. you know, but I, but I think on, maybe on the other hand, we know, we do know that like, we are going to work out, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> you're going to like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it well. You're going to do it right. You're going to show up. You're going to, you know, you're going to just put like everything you've got. Um, and, you know, I think we have a sense of trust that that at least most of the time is going to come back somehow. Do you oh, think yeah. that's true? Oh, I believe in 10,000 yeah. hours, hands down. You're a master if you do something, yeah. you know, for 10,000 hours. I also think that as an artist, you have a choice you can take or as a human being, you can take or you can give. And so for me, I, I always ask myself, how may my abilities serve the greater good? Mm-hmm. How what does that look like? Um, and I've been I've been blessed to be in some really amazing things. Some things I would never want anybody to, to see. Yeah. But for the most part. I, I feel like this is my gift that I have to give. Mm-hmm. I tell my students all the time, you have no right to hide your beauty from us. That's mm-hmm. what you're here for. Yeah. Your smile, your, your, your being, voice. who your voice, yeah. your acting, you know, it's, it's incredible because I know the people who turned my world mm-hmm. around when I was a kid who yeah. made me feel safe and like there was a better world out there and I didn't have to be a part of the downtrodden or feel disenfranchised or anything like that. There were tons of people out there in the, in the arts that made me feel like this isn't your final stop sister. You, there's other things that you can be doing. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's really beautiful. I, I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, we've talked a little bit. It seems like you are very strong, like, uh, like you're vulnerable, but you're vulnerable with this strength. That's like, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> As my uh, husband you, says, what else she going to do? <laughs> you seem like very fearless, which I think is like just cool. And, and oh, that's I'm great. So not fear- I'm scared so, to death. <laughs> so that's why I'm, 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 I'm was just going to say, I know there are things you're scared of. So, oh, yeah. so, um, so I feel like we've talked about like a lot of these, these kind of, these high points yeah. maybe and some low points, but, um, but I want to know at this current moment, what are those, what are, what are kind of those, like, well, I don't know what are, where does that fear kind of live? Ooh, you know, right now as someone, you know, getting older in the game and things like that, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at the fact that, uh, there aren't a lot of roles for, older actresses there's not a lot of fanfare around Mm. uh the older actors especially especially when you haven't quote unquote made it or you're not a household name yeah i can see Um, that so i think what i'm doing now within myself is sort of redefining what my success is yeah well it sounds like production is like yeah a real good way to go about dealing with that it really is helping yeah it's it's definitely helping and it's also um giving me an opportunity to teach those who might be in the right mm-hmm. time frame right now with yeah. their look and everything yeah. and really help them to make decisions that, um, that, that can help them in the end. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because I think I have a student and I just love him to death, but he's, I constantly get on him because, you know, he doesn't really look at, there's sort of this success. I think, I think for him, it's, you know, saving his family, like if he's successful, mm-hmm. then he can save his family and no they, pressure. and they will, they will treat him the way oh. he wants to be treated, okay. you know, cause they'll, That's they'll hard. sort of, it's hard in the sense that what I try to explain to him is that you're looking for outside gratification yeah. And I know that's hard because it's your family and you do want to do that. But the gratification has to come from within. That's so true. You have to be okay with what you're doing because the minute, because say, I, like I tell them, if, say you get everything right now, everything, you're, you're in a major television show, you're making huge, you know, they're going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. Your family is not going to get better at trying to, yeah. to pull you down, they're going to get worse yeah. because it's like a crab in a bucket. Mm-hmm. You are not responsible for anyone else but you. And yeah. it's more living as an example for them as opposed to feeling like a savior for them. Because guess what? They may not want to be saved. Yeah. You know? So it's really trying to get artists, especially just, younger artists. Yeah okay with themselves yes okay yes let's talk about that more I totally agree um yeah so I I feel the same way I mean if you're not okay with yourself you do all of this struggle to try to be someone else and then you're not going to get the result you want yeah you know you I mean never you might get a cool result it's not going to be the thing you were looking for don't you think yeah so what advice do you give to someone um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about 
kind of that finding yourself thing as it relates to like making it in these weird businesses? I think, like I was saying before, taking that time. I mean, I asked myself these questions too. Like you just asked me, what is it that I, um, you asked the question about uh, what's holding me back. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know, I run through those those type of yeah. questions all the time. What, why does something feel one way and not the other? You know, mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. why do I feel? And it's hard too, because as you get, as you, as your career goes further and further, you're really left to your own disciplines. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a, a time card to punch. Yeah. I don't have anybody. Or a, or a teacher to, who's giving you the, the answer. Yeah. yeah, I have no, but yeah, I have none of that going on. Yeah. So there are days where I might be, you know, home and I'm like, oh God, I feel like I haven't done anything yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And I and sometimes have, you're a badass. Oh yeah, sometimes <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I, I, what I try to tell my students is, is that you've got to have that ongoing dialogue with yourself. Yes, I totally agree. You've got to keep questioning yourself. Even why mm-hmm. do you believe? And what is that self? self. What, yeah, is, what, what is what is it? it? I yes, I couldn't agree more. I, and I feel like I didn't quite have these words, but like you're you're saying it, and I'm having a light bulb where I feel like. Yeah, this dance between like, I have to be myself and then, you know, I I need to be someone else. It's really neither. Who is yourself when you're when you're 18? Mm -hmm. Who is yourself when you're 30? Who is yourself when you're 48? You know, these these ideas that we have are fixed. Um, And we're always growing. We're always like trying on a new, you know, testing out a new thing, maybe trying to shed some other thing. and kind of letting that like authenticity be like this kind of work in progress. Um, but I think that's really tricky. Like what is, you know, if, if you're thinking like, okay, well, you know, at this point in time, myself maybe relies a little too much on external validation. Okay. That's like, that's a negative. That's something I want to want to work on. Mm-hmm. But like, I still have to like m- move how do I move out of that? You know, anything you add is like maybe not quite the self you were yesterday or do you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to call it like it is. You have to, one of my favorite quotes, I believe it's Shonda Rhimes who said this or who I heard it from, but she says, any room you're, you're in is the room you're supposed to be in, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, I agree with that because Sometimes we do go out and we have to meet new people and we, you have to label it what it is. Be yeah. account, like be accountable. You got to stretch. So if I walk in a room zone. and I'm feeling uncomfortable, only person that knows that is me. Mm-hmm. So then I have to sit with myself and say, okay, why are you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know any of these people. Okay. That, that's fine. Yeah. Go up and introduce yourself to yeah, one person. Get, get a little more comfortable. Get, 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 a, yeah. get a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. If you're still not feeling comfortable, yeah. you know, I'm of the belief that your feelings lead you, but can also defy you. Like sure. they, they can, you know, when danger's coming, you know, when you're uncomfortable, you, you know, you can feel physically feel those things, but there's also that, that trapping that, you know, when we've done something one time before and it was so so traumatic, you know, that mm. first dance mm. when we walked mm. in and everybody's staring, you know, now we still have that from junior high yeah. school today. 
So call it what it is. It's yeah. just that fear. That's that's just yeah. the Yolanda from junior high school right. trying to hold me back right, from walking right, right. in this room. And I've got to tell her, no, we're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be safe. And when it's time for us to go, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. So I think it's, it's and, and these are all, philo- this is coming from me. I'm a, I read a lot of books on philosophy. I love to know how different people think. Yeah. Um, me too. And I, I find that, you know, very, very fascinating. So, um, realizing that my mind grows with every mm-hmm. book I read, every um, lesson that I yeah. learn. So I, I think that's where it comes from. It yeah. comes from just having that moment of like, okay. And knowing that you're not that great because I feel like a lot of students will pump themselves up and give themselves sure. a sense of false confidence. And then when that's brought down, they come up for air and they're still fighting for this, thing or this belief that they've gotten facts that is not true yeah 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 you know but that 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 need to be right is so important Mm -hmm. that I will just deny the truth right that's fine if that's the kind of life you want to lead but I find that to be a very lonely suffocating and and lonely life because nobody is going to want to be around that yeah you know so I I think it comes from it's a beautiful mess yes yeah life is complicated I like that too and I, I I struggle to like put it into words but you know we we get messages that are like okay you need to conform you need to be like everyone else okay, there's that. We get messages that are like, you need to be yourself. You need to be unique. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't, like neither one of those things is really totally true. I mean, the one I think we know isn't true, but, but feeling like, Oh, I have to be myself. I think you're right. You, you put all of this, you think you're strong. You put all of this weight on that. And then when it gets a little crack, are you realizing you need to grow in some way or you need to add some new skill or you have some shortcoming then it's like just it crumbles down. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, seeing your seeing your yourself and your craft um, as kind of like an ongoing project and kind of like yeah, experimenting with that balance between who am I in this moment, how honest can I be, and also sometimes if I'm really honest, I want to go out of this room, you know, <laughs> at this room that you're in with executives or whoever. I want to go out of this room and I want to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, we do that. but maybe that's not the, <laughs> you know, it's n- maybe not dishonest to go and, you know, stand up straight and put your hand out. And, nope. um, it's just, you're just adding that new part of yourself right then. Exactly. Right at that minute. Cause it actually feels good to stand up straight yeah, <laughs> and it feels yeah. good to get dressed right, up and, right. you know, all of that. It, and, and really, there's such a beauty in having your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, and I'm not trying to get political, but there's Go a ahead. there's a viral video going on right now with a young man um, and uh, a Native American. And oh, I'm not I, sure. Yeah. Um, I was one of the people who saw this video without any commentary. Mm. I saw it completely different than the rest of the world did, mm. and. I'm floored by how people saw it because I really saw it as exactly what the drumming was supposed to do, which is to sort of melt the energy that was going across. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see the little smirk on the face and, and all this kind of stuff and that people were pointing out. But if you watch the entire thing, it was two men, one silently listening to another one drum. 
if you stop paying attention to everything else that was happening around it, mm. just it, it felt spiritual to me. It didn't feel like what everybody else yeah. is seeing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm floored with that because the very first thing somebody wants to tell me is shut up. You don't know. And I always think yeah. that's funny because I'm yeah. actually African-American mm. in this country have dealt with racism and I know what it feels like and I know what it is, but everyone wants to tell me how it's supposed to feel and tell me how I'm supposed to react to things like this, yeah. where I completely saw something different. I had to be told that it was seen the other way. Yeah. Huh. And a lot of people were, uh, and I'm not saying a lot because I only discuss these kind of things in, in, in a private setting, which is weird that I'm bringing this up to you, oh, yeah. but I'm bringing it up because I felt defiant in how I felt yeah even though the mob mentality and the mob is the people trying to get me to feel the way they feel, yeah, you know, and that's difficult. Totally. But I also believe and love this country enough to say, Hey, you know what? I want to feel the way I feel love and light and whatever. If you, I want to, I want to fight for you to have the right to wear that hat. I want to fight for the right for you to have those feelings yeah. because I believe in the human spirit and I believe that someday you will come around and see this differently. I yeah. know you will yeah. because light always trumps dark. It mm -hmm. always has. It always will. Mm -hmm. But if you feel the need to do this and this is the journey you need to be on, I want to support you in that journey. Yeah. And people think I'm insane for that type of mentality. But that's what makes me an artist. No, I. That's what I, I get that too. Yeah. I, um, yeah. You have to be. We as artists, we can never judge. I can't judge the characters I well, play. What's that curiosity again? Right. Like, you know, just being curious about like, but what's the what's the other context or like, you know, yeah. I think that's true. But I think, yeah, you're asking questions, and you're also, I think, you kind of touched on, you know you got to listen, you know, and for someone to yeah. try to tell you, well, you have to see it this way. It, that's not, no, that's not the point The you know, it's the conversation and making sure that like everyone's voice is, is having time and having like being yeah. heard. It's it, yeah. cause we can all, we all know when we have a conversation that's wah, just wacko, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. where you can't come to, any type of understanding mm -hmm. and someone just wants to dominate how you feel. Nobody, yeah. that's the problem right now is nobody wants to feel that way. Yeah. And like I was saying, that's the beauty of being an artist because you don't get to judge mm -hmm. what someone is feeling as an actor. I can't judge a character. Yeah. You know, if my character is a, you know, goes around and slays everyone, you know, all around them and does horrible things. I, as an actor, I, as a professional, need to find the space that makes that human, yeah. that makes that vulnerable, that makes you, as the audience member, understand that. Yeah. And that's powerful. Yeah. That's so, so powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's like, that's like the answer, right? That mm -hmm. empathy and that compassion. Yeah. And I mean, we're, ha we're ha like, you know, I appreciate you bringing this up. You know, we're having a conversation about art but like really we're just having a conversation about being people who are trying to do something that's kind of out of the you know the the blueprint 
Yeah. Um, which is why I'm interested in it because we, we all are people as professional artists. I think if we have one thing in common by, by and large, it's, it's that we're just we're kind of doing something that we're not sure what it is and no. we're not sure where it's going and we're not sure exactly quite how we got to this point. We're oh, hopefully pretty open to possibilities and and I think that's human in a way that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Of course there are parallels in other careers and in and in you know, any kind of group where we're talking about jobs, but that's that's just one thing. Well, you're moving on faith. I mean, it's like somebody will ask me about real estate and I'll say, you know, yeah, no, no regular paycheck. You gotta, you know, you gotta get out there and hustle. And, oh no, I can't live that way. I can't live without a paycheck. Can't live with, okay, that's fine. But somehow both me and my husband, we punch Mm -hmm. no clock for anybody else. Yeah. We get, we have money. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. own our own home. We, you know, we live our lives. You just make it, it shows up for you. Yeah. Because you expect it to. And you put in the work. Yeah. And yeah. you put in the work. You put in the work and you put in the faith and you put in the curiosity. Yeah. And, and that's you know, the word faith. And you don't count on kind of one road. Yeah. There isn't one you road. You see maybe your future is like kind of all these little feelers and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the day to day. It's it's loving it throughout the day and just being a part of something bigger than yourself all the time. Mm. Like that's what yeah. art is to me. I, I feel like with every, you know, I, I I do perform some characters that, you know, I do everything from industrial to like major movies, TV shows and stuff like that. So there's a whole gamut. And it's interesting when I do in, industrial stuff, which is videos that are made for companies sure. and yeah. how they can, how people should get along within these companies. Yeah. And it's always fascinating because it's, it's, it's always a lesson that you wish the whole world yeah. could participate in mm-hmm. because it is, it's all about respecting each other, listening to each other yeah. um, and not getting so caught up because that's a balance, a balance between getting caught up with yourself and getting right. caught up with what. Yeah, you got to give yourself is, some time, is, but it's happening yeah. in the world. And we've seen artists that are maybe a little bit before their time. They're yeah. so awesome. You know, like I'm one of these people who just found Missy Elliott. I know mm. everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, but when she was when I, she was out, I was more into like. I was learning things about yeah. classical music, and yeah. I also missed know, it. But yeah. I, I was just reading. Uh, I was reading um, Issa Rae's book. Oh uh, yes, um, I think it. I think oh it's God, her I book. Yeah, I, I. I think she had a chapter on Missy Elliott. I'm. I'm hope I'm not getting this wrong. But she <laughs> talked about it for a while, and I was just like, Oh yeah, I need to like get in that catalog and like check it out. I. I. I haven't yet. Um, sometimes I get music fatigued. Yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, just hearing I, I've. I just kind of recently have also been thinking about Missy Elliott in particular and thinking like, how do you get that brave? You know, how yeah. are you? But I think you're right. Totally. Ahead yeah. Of the she's time. like now my hero. I'm just like, what, where was I? What was like, I literally <laughs> had to sit with myself and say, like, what were you doing? I was Why like weren't 12, you listening so to her? That's, that's my, that's my excuse. <laughs> well, I was definitely old enough, but I was, <laughs> you know, I was 
doing a bunch of other things. We all do it. I mean, right. I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. just, I'm just barely watching Lord of the Rings because I have this wedding tonight. So I don't even, I'm like, what's my costumes? I don't know. <laughs> so it's, and that's, that's also a beauty of being an artist is mm. that sometimes your time periods don't, mm-hmm. aren't linear oh, like well, you yeah, said. I mean, I, I have two degrees in jazz studies. And so, you know, during from 2006 to 2012, I was spending eight hours a day in like 30s and 40s swing music and bebop, you know. And then when I graduated from school, I was like, who's Beyonce? Like, it just was like, (laughs) I think you're right. It, It gives you a sense of connection and... I mean, it's not the same, but, you know, people talk about, like, if you don't study history, you'll repeat it. But, like, art is kind of like that, too. Like, we're connecting all around, and sometimes it's global in different ways. And, yeah, yeah, I I do think there's something something a little special about it. Yeah, Um, I always think that. I always, I feel sorry for people who don't have a passion and some sort of passion. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, I think I, I think maybe I just have one more question. Sure. Um, as you're kind of moving into like focusing more on production, is that right? Like that's yep, kind of, that's the, right. that's the new big chapter. Yep. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about just how you're balancing, you know, your, your kind of big picture creative vision with like the market Mm. or or if you are just, what is that conversation in your mind, in your business? Um, I love them. You know, it's so funny because I've worked with people who like don't care about the market or what's going on. I'm fascinated by the market. Um, I find it interesting to see how groups, you know, how people move together now, what's interesting is throughout the years, you know, there was just one way. There was just this one, this mm-hmm. is how things were done. What's beautiful now is there's so many little subcultural yes. groups. Mm-hmm. So my first film that I, I produced this past weekend, a short film called The Atomic Spawn, which is based off of, a, or it's a 1950. 50s sort of monster flick so cool. getting to work with stop animation and you know a young soldier finds an egg and then he nurtures this egg and you know we've all we've done it but cool. what i love about this is there's all these little kids coming up who never yeah. don't know godzilla they don't know, right they don't know any of this stuff mm. so they're excited about it and they're and it's like you, we're doing something that's sort of new to them within, in, but it's old. It's yeah. old, but we're kind of giving it this new spin. So trying to parallel the market today, I think, is much easier than it has been in the past because you're. It's easier for you to find your groups mm-hmm. that you can you can promote yeah, yourself it's to. It's very diverse, and it's and there's just like all, like I said, all these little subculture cultural things going on. Where it's not as hard. Now I watch and I do go to bigger things and I go to big events out in LA, you know, scripted events and, you know, things for variety and stuff. And I can literally see the disconnect between 
the higher ups in LA and the mm. real America. Yeah, that's happening we, with like the record labels yeah, too. Yeah, you don't. You, yeah, they'll say politicians. All these people will say they know what's going on with us, but mm. they have absolutely mm. no clue. How could you? You've been living in the glass house mm-hmm. all this time. You have no idea what you know. If 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 you like look at them, they think we're all fighting down, you know, yeah. in, across the America or what they call the flyover states. Mm. They think we're not talking to each other. They think we're not helping each other. Yeah. And that is so mm. far from what is mm-hmm. actually going on. You've been you're playing it safe up there and doing what you know has always been done. We're all living down here and yeah. living it for real. Working it out. And you've never spoken to us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. You keep making these decisions for us, but you've never really spoken to us. Mm-hmm. And now Hollywood is paying for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Yeah. They can't figure out how to get a movie to us anymore. They can't figure out what it is that we actually want. Right. They keep trying to sell us this old stuff. And yeah, some of it works, some of it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so funny. Like, the people that to keep saying they're representing us aren't listening to mm-hmm. us. And I can see like, I go to these panels and it just really is fascinating. And I don't know how you make that connection because as you do grow within your industry, how do you keep coming back to what's real? You have to make a conscious effort of that. Yeah. Because if we're constantly looking ahead, you're going to kind of forget what's behind you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting in the sense that those of us who might be, weighing on both sides Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity I think there's a lot of opportunity for those of us who understand what's really going on and who understands what it is that they're looking for Mm. because right now with a project or being uh, producing it's really convincing somebody that what I'm trying to do is valuable yeah and there are a lot of tools to help you do that yeah um and sometimes you got to take a risk like yeah. that's just that's just part of the game. I think you have to take a risk. Uh I mean, I guess you can just like I'm thinking of some, you know, I don't I'm thinking of like some of like like the Marvel franchise. Mm. That stuff maybe isn't risky. But like none of us are involved in that. That's like a machine. Yeah. Maybe well, like people think Black Panther was risky. I don't think it was really risky, yeah. you guys. Like if you hold something back for hundreds of years, yeah. yes. Everyone's going to want it. Yeah. You just, you just decided to listen now. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank Whereas you. If, if you're not part of that big, big machine, you better be taking risks. Yeah. Right. Or. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how you get them to notice you. Right. You know. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I fear the day that I'm part of the big machine mm. <laughs> because I think that's when yeah. you lose. That's truly when, when you lose. Kind of lose that struggle. Yeah. You lose the struggle. You lose. The ability to listen. Yeah. You know, you just do. So your there's curiosity probably. Yeah. Your curiosity goes away. Think, yeah. Because it's all right there for you. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm about it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, okay. I just have a speedy question that Absolutely. I always ask at the end, which is what is your dream project or your dream collaboration? Alive, dead, anyone who's in it, Whoa. what's happening? And this doesn't, it doesn't have to be the answer. Do you want to stick with forever? It's just the answer that's, you know, what's Uh, in your brain today? I feel like I got the shaft in learning African-American history. So right now, my goal is to find a historical figure where I can produce and um, 
star in something like that. Wow. Um, there are some amazing African-Americans, um, even from the state of Utah, yeah. that um, there's a woman here that grew a church in the 80s that is fascinating to yeah. me. I've been studying her for a while. Um, yeah, I would, you know, historical figures, because because it wasn't there for me when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah. I would love to make more movies like that so that young women could would be able to yeah. see themselves reflected throughout history. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Who, who are your co-stars in this dream? Oh, Who's directing? What's Who's going directing? on? Who's <laughs> directing? Um, wow. I would, this is going to sound really weird, I want to discover talent. I want to. I, I want to put the lightning in the bottle. Someone brand new. I want brand spanking I'm, new. I'm so about that too. Yeah, I really find that because it, at a certain point, like I was saying, you're just not as hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. When your fu- mm-hmm. belly's full, mm-hmm. it's full. So for me, I want to work with those people that are brand They're new bursting. and exciting yeah. and bursting and full of ideas and compromise like Mm. they know how to compromise with what is actually going on and has a willingness to tell the truth so no particular names I you know that was a great answer (laughs) I love it I love it um okay where can we find you where should we follow where should we see your work where are your movies oh wow uh oh Okay, so next up, I'll be with uh, Plan B Theater uh, doing the Artists of Color. Uh, that starts in February. We we have one reading on uh, February 8th, and uh, we have a run. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the run dates right okay. now. I know we well, start. just tell me, and yeah. I'll put it on the Okay, thingy. I'll definitely send you the, the actual dates. Yeah. Okay. Um, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, Jane and Emma is running really well just about out of the theater. So go see it one more time. Uh, it's an amazing movie on the beauty and the resilience of the LDS female. I just, I love this movie. Uh, let's see. I, I, Oh my goodness. Of course, the atomic spawn. We are yeah, still in it? post. Okay. We're still in post. Uh, we are trying to go more international. I'm not quite sure when we will try to view it in the U S uh, okay. right now we are looking at more of like the Hong Kong film festivals Sweet. and those, and those type awesome. of festivals. Uh, I am on Instagram as Yolanda Stang and um, I'm on Facebook. At Rattle Yolanda that, Stang. Yeah. S T A N G E. Yep. G-E. G-E. Mm-hmm. Okay. G-E. And I'm on Twitter, uh, Yolanda Wo. Uh, so I used, I was married, so it was, okay. used to yeah. be Wood, now it's staying. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are switching over. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll still be out there. I'll still be repping Utah, you Great. know. Well, we'll you just, know? we'll look on IMDb. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then your Instagram and Twitter, that's helpful. Yeah, just take a look. Um I'll always be doing something. Oh, and you know what? A big one. I'll just announce it here because I haven't announced it anywhere else. Um, I am really desperately looking to connect with local writers. I have mm. three projects that I want to fund uh, short films, uh, no more than about 25, 30 pages that I'm looking to fund and produce, but I'm working only solely with Utah artists. That's awesome. So if That's you have so cool. something, um, you want to send me some writing samples, I can tell you some of the concepts I'm looking at. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that whatever we're making here in Utah is something that can go globally. Yeah. So if you have a writing sample, please send it to staincasting at gmail.com. Staying 
with an E, casting, casting at gmail.com. That's right. And yes, I am a casting director too. So if I, you're looking I for knew extra you were a work, badass. yeah, 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 get in where all I fit these in. things. <laughs> well, that's what we didn't really talk about this because we kind of, oh, I never know where to begin. No, but, you're uh, fine. but you know, all of us, I think, that are that are professional artists have our hands in every pie. It's Absolutely. just, it's what it is because it's those feelers. You're just, you're not sure what's going to happen. So you're just, you're just curious in every which way. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This was lovely. It was great to meet you. Um, we'll have to talk again, uh, you know, after a couple of your, more of your movies come out and tell me how that went and how that's going. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Savannah Kiniston. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.